0: Welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we'll be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Citigroup Inc., ticker symbol C. Citigroup, commonly known as Citibank, is a recent addition to the Berkshire Hathaway public stock portfolio. As of their latest 13F filing, Berkshire Hathaway had about a $3 billion position in Citigroup. At the time of recording this video, Citigroup is trading for just under $47 per share, Year-to-date, their stock price is down 22%, similar to other businesses in the banking industry. Over the past year, their stock price is down 31%. Going back five years, Citigroup is down 7% compounded annually. Over 10 years, they're up 6%. And going back 17 years prior to the global financial crisis, Citigroup's share price is down 90%. With the vast majority of this huge drop-off, coming between January of 2007, all the way until about March of 2009. Since about 2009, Citigroup is up just about two times. So Citigroup is very close to its 52 week low, which has been cut back by about 40% from their 52 week high. Citigroup is a large bank. They have a nearly $90 billion market cap. For some more background about the business, Citigroup operates in the banking industry, Citigroup is a global financial services company doing business in more than 100 countries and jurisdictions. Citigroup's operations are organized into two primary segments, the global consumer banking segment and the institutional clients group. The bank's primary operations are cross-border banking needs for multinational corporations, investment banking and trading, and credit card services in the United States. As of December 31st of 2020, Citigroup operated 2,303 branches, primarily in the United States, Mexico, and Asia. Citigroup was founded all the way back in 1812 and is headquartered in New York, New York. For our fundamental analysis, we'll be performing our very own 10 Towers analysis. The 10 Towers came about in part because I wasn't able to find a holistic, beginning fundamental analysis for banking stocks. So as a cross between my personal research into banking metrics, and borrowing from the eight pillar analysis popularized by everything money, we're making further use of our brand new 10 towers banking analysis. We'll be looking at 10 key banking metrics to come to a beginning and holistic understanding of Citigroup's business fundamentals based on those financial metrics. So let's get right into it. Starting off with tower number one, we want Citigroup's average five-year PE to be below 12 and a half. This metric is in line with the banking industry's historical averages, Currently, Citigroup is trading at about five and a half times earnings. Over this period, they had about a year where they had negative earnings. So their average five-year PE is about two times earnings. If we were to remove that year to get a more realistic picture, we can see that they've actually traded closer to about eight and a half times earnings over this period. So that is going to be a check on tower number one. Tower number two, we want to see an average five-year return on equity that's above 9%. So Citigroup's return on equity has bounced around a little bit. It was negative in 2017, and it pretty much fell in half between 2019 and 2020 during the initial phases of the coronavirus pandemic, although it did rebound to about 11% last year. Overall, during this time period, Citigroup averages about a 6.5% return on equity, So that's below that 9% return on equity we were looking for, and that's gonna be an X on tower number two. Tower number three, we're looking for five-year revenue growth. Citigroup has grown revenues from $65 billion in 2017 to nearly $75 billion in 2021. So that's gonna be a check on tower number three. Tower number four, we're looking for five-year net income growth. Citigroup had negative net income in 2017, And they produced about $22 billion of net income in 2021. Over this time period in an average year, Citigroup earns about $13 billion of net income. We'll be using that average five-year earnings number later on in our analysis as one of the keys to valuing Citibank. Let's put that number in the bank for now and we'll come back to that. But that's a check on tower number four as well. Tower number five, we're looking for five-year deposit growth. Citigroup had $960 billion worth of deposits in 2017, and that has grown all the way to $1.3 trillion of deposits in 2021. So that is a check on Tower number five. Tower number six, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding. When you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in the underlying business. When a business buys back stock and decreases the number of shares outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business without you having to pay a dime and ultimately increasing the percentage of the business's profits that you're gonna be entitled to. Citigroup has repurchased shares over this time frame. They've decreased their shares outstanding from about 2.7 billion in 2017 down to about 2 billion in 2021. So over these last five years, Citigroup has bought back about 26% of their shares outstanding. That is great to see as an existing shareholder here. And that's a check on tower number six between deposit growth in tower number five and the decrease in shares outstanding in tower number six. That is a one-two knockout combo for banks. That's great to see that they're growing their deposits per share. That is a strong sign of being a healthy bank and very good key banking metrics to get checks on. Tower number seven, we want their interest on deposits divided by their total deposits to be stable or decreasing. The amount of interest that a bank pays on its deposits is ultimately going to be their cost of funds. Banks earn money based on the spread of the interest that they pay on deposits versus the interest that they're able to take in from loans after lending out those deposits. So over this time frame, their total deposits have increased and the total amount of interest that they're paying on those deposits has decreased. So overall Citigroup's cost of funds has gone down. That's a check on tower number seven. Citigroup has had a very cheap cost of funds and a lot of access to cheap capital. The amount of interest that they're going to pay on deposits will fluctuate with the overall federal funds rate. Tower number eight, we want their non-interest expenses divided by their total deposits to be stable or decreasing. This tower is known as the efficiency rating for a bank and it ultimately is evaluating how efficiently a bank is able to operate. These non-interest expenses are gonna include the costs of managing and running branches as well as banking overhead. Trying to reduce these costs per dollar of deposits is ultimately how a bank becomes more efficiently run over time. In 2017, Citigroup had non-interest expenses that were about 4.4% of their total deposits. That decreased to non-interest expenses being 3.6% of their total deposits in 2021. So overall their efficiency has increased as this number has gone down. And that is another check on tower number eight. Citigroup is increasing their operating efficiency. Next up for tower number nine, we want their institutional deposits as a percentage of their total deposits to be stable or decreasing. And ideally we want this to be as close to zero as possible. The reason for this tower is that it's much more difficult for retail money to flee banks than it is for an institutional deposit of the same amount to leave a bank, especially because institutional deposits will largely come from just a handful of customers. So Citigroup had no institutional deposits until last year, with $82 billion of their 1.3 trillion total deposits coming from institutional deposits. So, they added institutional deposits last year, and that is going to be an X on tower number nine. The last tower that we're looking at today is tower number 10. We want Citigroup's market cap to be below their average five year net income multiplied by 10. So, currently, Citigroup has a market cap of nearly $90 billion. When we multiply their average five year net income of $12.7 billion times 10, That brings us to $127 billion. That is a large check on Tower Number 10 with nearly $37 billion built in as margin of safety here. So just because that's a check doesn't mean you run out and buy the business. This analysis, similar to the eight pillar analysis, should be thought of holistically and really serves as a beginning understanding to determine whether it's worth your while to go out and do further due diligence and learn more about Citigroup This type of analysis is not investment advice, and it's not a buy or sell recommendation of Citigroup. Then many investors are attracted to banks because of the high dividends that they pay out. Citigroup currently has a 4.4% dividend yield, which is more than double the overall S&P 500. However, investors can make mistakes by blindly chasing high dividend yields. So it's important to understand whether a bank's dividends are supported by their earnings. Citigroup has been able to support their dividends per share with their earnings per share in four out of these five years. Besides having negative earnings per share in 2017, Citigroup has not paid out over 50% of their overall earnings per shares as dividends. For the most part, they've stuck to below paying out 30% of their earnings as dividends. Based on their earnings from last year, they were only paying out about 24% of their earnings as dividends. So looking at this dividend profile, While it wasn't 100% supported in prior years, it looks like Citigroup is earning more than enough compared to the dividends that they're paying out to be able to support their dividend payments. This profile is a snapshot of the past and things can change going forward, so it's not a guarantee, but it looks like their dividend currently is in good shape. Lastly, investors get tripped up when looking at return on assets for banks. Warren Buffett describes this pretty simply. If a bank produces return on assets, that are above 1% and more or less in the 1.3 to 1.4% range. The bank is gonna sell above its tangible book value. A bank with return on assets at about the 0.6% to 0.5% range is gonna sell below book value. Overall, Warren Buffett sums this up with the fact that book value isn't the key to valuing banks. Earnings are the key to valuing banks. That was really showcased here through our 10 Towers analysis specifically looking at tower number 10. So in summary, Citigroup checks the box on eight out of 10 towers. They're earning slightly below returns on equity and they have added some institutional deposits. However, their deposits per share have grown by quite a bit. Their cost of funds is down. They've seen steady growth in revenues and net incomes. And overall, it looks like the bank is trading at very attractive valuations compared to their historic multiples. So as mentioned, Berkshire Hathaway purchased about $3 billion worth of Citigroup in the first quarter of this year. Whether or not they have continued to add to that position as the overall stock price of Citigroup has continued to go down will be shown by their 13F filings that come out during August. Citigroup is definitely a business to keep an eye on, especially considering the fact that it looks cheap now relative to the overall market and relative to its historical valuations. Again, this type of analysis is a holistic beginning starting point. It's not financial advice. And if you're interested in learning more about Citigroup, I highly recommend that you check out the business's filings and that you do your own homework and your own due diligence on the business before being comfortable investing into a company. You should really act as if you own 100% of that business and you truly know all of the business's ins and outs. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis using the 10 Towers Banking Analysis of Citigroup Inc, ticker symbol C. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what company you want me to take a look at next, bank or otherwise. Thanks for learning about Citigroup with me, and have a great day.